All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano. I'm the author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. And I have on the line, as we do every weekend, uh, Chris Sheridan, co-host of the show. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing really great. It's an awesome show this week. I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. It's interesting because uh, this will be a little bit uh, more of a free-form type show like uh, we've, we've done in the last couple episodes. We were planning on doing an episode of some very abstract uh, astrological stuff, um, and then we got to discussing things, and we realized hmm, maybe that wasn't the uh, the universe's plan for us today. So we're going with a different topic, and uh, that topic is vision. We're going to be talking about vision today. So you know, one of the popular quotes that people use from the Bible is from Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. So we're going to kind of look at that, what that means, what a vision is, how to cultivate a vision for your life, um, how to deal with challenges and so on that that come up in your life in terms of your unfolding vision, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see where spirit leads us. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Eye Show. We appreciate you being here. Uh, We have a new show every Sunday. Um, And as I always like to say, you know, please hit us up at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye um if you want to hear a specific topic or if you have something to add uh, you can leave messages on there you can support us on there as well which is much appreciated and we are grateful for our supporters so thank you everyone is having a great week so far it's warm my goodness it's been warm uh all over the country right i think so yeah yeah certainly where you are and certainly where i'm at Uh, i went running last night and i thought it was cool enough I guess it was cooler, but I mean, it must have been 16, 108, something like this. And the sun was kind of going down. It's like 85% humidity and I'm out running and I'm like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? Uh, But I finished it. It required a little more walking than normal, but I did finish it. Um, So, you know, sometimes you got to just push through. Also timing, though, is another factor. So sometimes we don't need to be so hard on ourselves. Like I could have waited till maybe the sun went down, perhaps. You know, that might have been. That might have been a way to deal with that. So that's a, <laughs> there you go. that's part of the idea of having a vision for your life. A vision of my life is where I don't go out to run and drop dead in the middle of my run. That's a that's a vision that I have for my life that I want to start manifesting. All right. So what is a vision in your mind? And I'm asking you that not as a rhetorical question, Chris, but what, what do you, oh, you want an answer? I was okay. thinking about an answer might be nice. What do you see? You know, when we speak of the word vision, I mean, when people throw this around, like vision boards, vision for your life, vision of the future, this, that, and the other thing, right? But what do you see as, as vision? Like, the, what, is that, what does that mean to you? Like, well, it can be any goal or desire, whether it's acquiring something or getting to meet someone or accomplishing something, uh, but it, it becomes concretized like a, a plan does. Um, that you have a, well, I definitely want this, or I want to feel healthy. Um, I want to be strong or I want to be happy. It's, it's, um, but it's more than just like a desire that's out there. The vision is a capture, a mental capture of that thing itself already done, already manifested, not something to become like, like an architect, um, or, you know, an industrial designer will, and maybe has an idea or a vision for something, they'll make a model, they'll draw the blueprint. It's not just something out there. They actually make something that, you know, is real or the plan to do it. The engineering um, behind it is in a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you have, it's, it's something more than just a dream or a desire or a wish. To me, a vision is something, you know, they say seeing is believing. Well, this is, this is the thing you see. And then you put your belief behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost see it as uh, I would also add that it, it usually contains the element, you know, that you have goals, maybe which are the steps and then maybe you have the vision, which is more like the mission. I, I would, I would say it's like the end, the, maybe the end result or the ideal condition that you want to reach. Like for example, like, you know, you look at uh, like Moses, Moses has a vision to free the Israelites, right? He wants to get them out of Egypt, free them from slavery. Well, that's the vision. You know, how a vision you, of the promised land. Exactly. 
So, you know, how you get there and how you make that happen, you know, that unfolds in, in stages and steps, but that, but that vision is what carries you into that, into that promised land, you know, where you're, you're going. And, you know, the thing that's interesting about a vision is I think they can be, they can be very clear um, and very specific and maybe have multiple visions going uh, in your life, or they can, you know, they can be somewhat ephemeral and in need of maybe more definition or even uh, maybe not in need of definition, but maybe they're more kind of a mysterious sort of a huge uh, vision that you have for your life uh, that unfolds in stages and you begin to recognize it as it, as it unfolds as well. So, you know, sometimes I think that that's the combination. That's one of the, maybe one of the challenges with having a vision for your life is sometimes, you know, the picture gets clearer, the picture gets, oh, there's our, there's our buddy. We, yeah, haven't, we, haven't heard, dogs. we haven't heard him in a while. We haven't heard you know, him in a while. Maybe they have a vision for some food or yes, something. Yes, <laughs> that dog definitely has a vision for feeding time. He knows exactly what he wants. He or she knows exactly what he or she wants. And I should, I should say that. I shouldn't, gen, I shouldn't gender the being because I don't know. Well, I think there's two of them, one of each. There you so. go. Okay. There you go. Can't miss. <laughs> there you go. So there they are. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a, speaking of that, there's a very specific, clear vision there that I desire food or I, you know, want to bark so that, you know, intruders go away. Uh, but, but the point is, is vision, uh, you know, vision will, will carry us forward in our lives. And if we don't have it, you know, we live meaningless lives. And that's what I think that, that Proverbs twenty nine eighteen means is where there is no vision, the people perish. Like you die a bit when you don't have, and I speak metaphorically, but maybe even literally uh, sure. without that vision. I mean, what is, what is life? If you don't have meaning in your life, um, what are you moving towards? You know? So, you know, one of the challenges I think, is kind of is, is kind of defining what the vision of your life is and that's where a lot of a lot of times people can get hung up and one thing you've got to do is really search your heart and search your soul for what's meaningful to you you know and, and begin to begin that process uh, one of the things i've found helpful and you know you can talk about some of the things that work for you uh, actually two of the things uh, one of them is meditation, of course. You know, I, I do meditate twice a day, and I recommend that for everyone. But if you can uh, even just do it once for 10 or 15 minutes, hey, you're going to find some great benefits in that. Uh, meditation and sort of, uh, you know, contemplation practices can definitely help you to see that vision um, and find that meaning within. And then another practice is uh, is journaling. It's like doing morning pages, um, writing each day uh, a couple two three pages or whatever i think uh, julia cameron had that in the artist's way where she talked about the morning pages and I, i've got mm -hmm. great benefit out of that uh doing those you know doing that writing each day and what you, you're really not, you're really just free free writing and, and what's on your mind what's going on around you what you're hearing what you're seeing what what concerns you etc and you'll see patterns form you'll see yourself saying the same things over and over again i wish i could do this i wish i could do that i want this i want that you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. And you can start to really kind of, you know, pick out what seems to be recurring themes in your life. And you think, well, maybe this is a vision that's trying to unfold. Maybe those are the seeds of some new possibility in my life that I had not seen before. Uh, so those are two, two ways that I, that I try to try to connect with vision. Um, what are some of the things that, that, that you like to do to, to try to, to find that meaning and find that purpose and, and reconnect with that in your life? Well, I try to, you know, not only have the vision of the thing or the healed state or uh, just whatever, you know, social condition or activity I want to be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's important. Um, and it can, uh, but to really make it work, uh, I feel I need to be connected emotionally with it. So if it is, it, actually, I can give you one right now. I, I don't have a car at this time. And this is, I'm at a point in my life where I've gone the longest um, I've ever been without a car since I turned 16. So, okay. um, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been long enough and I have access to a car. So it's not like I'm without transportation, but, uh, but I really want a car and I can think of this car or that car when I can afford, when I can't afford, or it can be a vague car. Um, and, uh, but in, in some way, it's the emotional connection to the car. It's not this car or that car, or what color it is. What does that car mean to me? Mm -hmm. what, what does having a car feel like, my own car? Uh, so then I could connect with 
Well, it's the freedom uh, and autonomy um, that I can go and do what I need to do and not leave somebody else without a car if I take the shared car or uh, that I'm empowered uh, to give somebody a ride uh, that I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have a car. So it's those kinds of things. What, what does this thing mean? Uh, or if it's to be healthy. Well, I'm just tired of being sick. I don't want to be sick anymore. My vision is to be healthy. Well, that's great. But what does healthy mean? Well, I can walk up. Well, I can't walk. But um, you could, you know, whatever you do, I could roll my wheelchair, you know, uh, a mile and not get tired. Or like, you know, you're talking sure. about jogging and not passing out, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, for some people, it's, it's, it, it is walking up a flight of stairs without being winded. That may be the goal. Can, can, you know, really connect with that. See yourself walking up the stairs and getting to the top and I still have my breath. Yeah. Uh, yeah and and how, how relieving that is. Yeah. So, so get, get to what it feels like and not just the, what it looks like and touching it and, you know, sensory maybe smell like that's, that's all important because that really activates your vision even more, especially if it's a material, it has some materiality to yeah. it. But, but what does that do for your soul? How does that feel? And I think that, conjures up forces within you you didn't realize you have and maybe activates energies uh, all around you that you didn't realize were there to all conspire to get to this um you know to get to this goal yeah uh, and, yeah. and the vision that's fantastic great uh, great way of putting that you know it, it's it's uh one of the things that's that's challenging i think sometimes about developing a vision or or seeing you know what you're purpose or mission is in life is um is you know that we get we might we might get caught up in other people's goals for us or in expectations from our family or expectations from society expectations that we you know unconsciously take on uh you know parents the parents fathers mothers unlived life that we take on Jung talked about that he talked about that uh usually being the greatest um, motivator, unconscious motivator that, that we face is, is a parent's unlived life. And, and that just means simply like, for example, uh, it's like a stage, stage mom or a momager, I guess they call them, right? The, the woman that's going to make her kid a star uh, and drives them, you know, probably well beyond, you know, rational bounds to try to be some sort of a, you know, a dancer, a singer, a star of some sort, an, an actor, actress, whatever, you know, you're, you're doing. Um, and, you know, generally speaking, what's going on there is, is, you know, that mother is projecting some unlived part of herself onto that child. That child takes that on and then runs with it. That, that child probably, you know, I don't want to say probably, but that child might have wanted to be a veterinarian or, you know, have a, have a, you know, a, uh, you know, an organic farm or something. I don't know. But, but the thing is what, what happens is we, you know, we take on this, this, this projection from, from our parents or from society or from some person that's important in our life. And we have to kind of try to live out their unlived potentials that are in them. And we unconsciously do this and that can be tough. So you got to look at yourself and kind of ask, is my vision right now and the way that I'm living it my own? Or is it someone else's? Is it something that I'm taking on? Or do I really genuinely care about this? And, you know, the challenge with that is we live in such a media-saturated society. You know, it's not, it's not bad. I don't want to say, you know, and I'm not, again, I, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff, science, the media, this, that, and the other thing. It's not that it's bad. It's that we have to, you know, measure out what we're feeding our minds and, and, and make sure that we're, we're, we're taking in constructive and, and, um, you know, positive ideas for ourselves. We don't have to ignore the, the, the negative things that are going on in the world. But, you know, there's just as many positive things, if not more, going on in the world. Why we sit there and watch, like, you know, five hours of, of misery on the news. You know, I don't do that anymore. I went to, I'm to the point now where, you know, I listen to things. I want to know what's going on. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, try to, I try to monitor what I'm watching. So what I'm saying is that, that has an unconscious effect on us. You know, we, 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 we bring all that into ourselves. And I think one of the big messages in society, we talked about this before the show a little bit, is that, you know, you can buy your way into happiness. 
And again, there's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong with making a good living. And there's nothing wrong with having monetary goals. You know, we need money to, to make things happen in the society that we live in. You know, we don't, we don't live in some sort of utopian bartering trading society yet. We may someday, I don't know, you know, maybe things will change, but right now where we live is, you know, very capitalist technologically oriented sort of materialist society. And, you know, it has pluses and it has minuses like anything does. Right. So, but we've got to be aware that sometimes the things that we want, we think we're going to buy. So we'll make goals to reach, uh, these, this specific amount of money, for example, I must, you know, make $2 million a year by X, Y, Z time. And, and again, that's not a bad goal, but you need to, what you need to really look at is why, you know, and I think that gets back to what you're talking about, the emotional, the emotional content, the feeling sort of toned energy that you bring to, to, to why you're doing things and really connecting with that, because you might not really care about money that much. You might want what money can buy and what money can do, but there's a million ways to reach a, a vision or a goal that don't necessarily involve you specifically having to make $2 million a year, for example, or to, or, or, you know, there's ways that you can be happy with, with much less than you think you can. You know, we all are brought up to think, well, I need a, you know, McMansion or a mansion, a real mansion. And, you know, I've got to have, you know, three cars and, you know, not to put your car thing down because you don't have a car and you need one. And these are, these are real things. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say we, yeah. we, we don't need stuff because we're humans and we're in a material body. We do need stuff. I'm not anti-stuff. I'm not anti-money. What I'm saying is oftentimes the vision for what we have and what we see for our future can be accomplished in different ways than just say making money or just accumulating this or that um, type of an asset or, or whatever it is. It might involve us, you know, doing more with less, or it might involve us, mm -hmm. you know, making a lifestyle change that kind of opts out of the system that we live in. And, you know, we decide we want to go live in an intentional community or go live off the grid. I mean, a lot of people do this and they find great happiness in it. It's not for everyone. It's right. not for everyone. You know, well, we have to be realistic about what we, when we do for get what we want. Right. And if we have, I want this because of that, or it will bring me this. I want to be, you know, a pop star. Uh, so people will love me. That may not be a realistic pathway. If you want people to love you, be loving and exactly. love yourself. Great point. Um, Great point. And, and maybe you'll be a pop star, maybe you won't. But you're gonna. But you know, you can always be a pop star um, and not have people love you. As a matter of fact, the more popular you are, the more haters you get. And that's just a whether it's YouTube followers oh, or you know record sales. Yeah. So to be realistic about it, like I was saying, when I uh, I really am connecting with this, you know, getting a car and transportation and. It's, you know, I use a wheelchair, so it's, it would be one, obviously, that I'd be able to get my chair in. Yeah. Uh, so that gives me from, some freedom uh, from my disability. Well, somebody else who wants freedom and mobility, selling their car might be the answer. Yeah. And getting yeah. a bicycle. I'm yeah. free of car payments and I'm free of mechanical sure. troubles. And, yeah. you know, I, I work out of the home. I, you know, I, I shop in the neighborhood and, yeah, it's not and everything else I can all. Uber it's and I'm free now. That's all. Exactly. Good point. But it, it's, it's that feeling of freedom. And so we always need to check. That's why I like connecting with that emotional thing or what I think that this is going to get me uh, is make sure that maybe that's, that's the right path or is that realistic, uh, you know, to assume that. Uh, like money, money, well, I'll be happy once I get a bunch of money. It's like your financial, immediate financial woes won't trouble you as much as they do now. But there's a host of other problems that may yeah. come up when you do have money or it's just something you're chasing. And, yeah. well, you it, know, it, oh, then, exactly. well, you're, then you're never going to be happy because you're never going to make enough money to be happy. No, um, it's true. And, you know, but so, that's not what's. Yeah, exactly. It's complete. It's a great point. And I think about like. I have a friend in particular, I, I talked to him today and, um, you know, he, uh, he's, he's a very crafty type person. Uh, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he paints, he writes, he, he sculpts, he grows things. He, he makes, you know, his own wine and he, you know, he's very, very, uh, skilled at all of these things. And then, um, uh, you know, also has a, a job that is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a well-paying job, but it's, it's a stressful job 
they he likes some aspects of it, but overall, I think it's you know it's it's probably pretty pretty frustrating for him. You know, and then I I think like you know well, we 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 put ourselves into these situations you know where we we create these lifestyles for ourselves that require a certain amount of maintenance, um, a certain amount of inputs, and 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 so on, and and they require a lot of work and a lot of effort to maintain them. And oftentimes then what happens is then those things that we wanted to do in the first place, why we're making all this money, for example, let's say I want to make all this money so that I have more time to do all this stuff that I really enjoy. Well, you spend your whole life trying to make a pile of money so that you can do the stuff that you enjoy. And then you never have time to do that stuff. And you're just, you know, in this continual treadmill of trying to maintain a lifestyle that you think is necessary in order to, to achieve the stuff that you want to do, but you're already doing that stuff without the money. You just, but now you don't have time to do it because you're spending so much time trying to work for the future to give yourself the time to work on those things. It's like people that say to themselves, like, I'm going to work really hard. And then when I retire, I'm going to, I'm going to do these things that I love. Generally speaking, I've noticed when people spend their entire lives wishing for retirement once they retire they don't know what the hell to do with themselves and they you know they drop dead within 10 years because they feel useless and you know i'm not trying to be negative when i say that but you know you could see this stuff play out especially with with men this is a particular thing with men you spend your whole life working hard working for your family doing all this stuff and thinking one day i'm gonna take the time and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna retire and then you know i'm gonna be I'm going to be so happy then. And you, you, because you haven't been cultivating your passions and you haven't been cultivating your hobbies and you haven't been cultivating your side projects and stuff during that, that time, you know, you don't know what the hell to do with yourself. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, we have to sometimes like, we've got to, we've got to balance our vision out, make sure that, you know, it's not a utopian ideal but that it's something that's really that we're really moving towards, you know, that we're really seriously trying to to achieve in our lives, you know, and it's that meaning, too. I mean, I think the difference between maybe vision and goals, you know, the goals are I, I think I, this is how I feel goals and, you know, and planning and stuff is the steps to kind of move towards that vision. The vision is the big picture of the ideal. You may or may not ever, you know, achieve that. But you can definitely achieve the goals and the steps along the way. But it grows out of the vision. You know, I think what we do sometimes is we try to create the goals and the steps to get there and the stuff that we need to do before we see the big picture. And, and you, can't, you can't do that. You know, and I, like I, you know, I, I don't want to run this into the ground, but I've been talking a lot about you know, permaculture and regenerative, regenerative um, agriculture and stuff. You know, how you start with that is you look at the piece of land that you have and you develop a vision for it and what it's possible with that particular piece of land. And then you you plan accordingly and you work with nature to make that happen. You don't try to do things that are like, for example, if you're in a semi-arid area, you don't try to grow tropical fruits and flowers. It just it's not natural. It doesn't work. You could do it. You can force that. That's how our lives are, though. We have propensities. We have, we're born with certain talents and certain, certain faded characteristics and situations that we're, we're born into. And, you know, that may or may not have something to do with karma and something to do with our destiny and fate and something to do with, you know, who knows what. But we, the one thing we do know is we have those things. These are, you know, I'm X feet tall and I weigh this much and I have good vision or bad vision and I have this education or that education. And yet some things are malleable and can be changed, but some things they are what they are and you've got to, you've got to work with them. Right. And so you've got to make sure your vision corresponds to what your, 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 your sort of faded characteristics are as well. And sometimes you can push beyond those, definitely. You know, and I'm not trying to say we need to limit ourselves. What I'm saying is we need to be honest with ourselves. Like, what do I care about? What am I good at? What moves me? What am I passionate about? You know, or am I running after something in the end that I don't really give a crap about? But for some reason, I got the idea that, you know, that's where I was supposed to be. 
you know, and you know, in my life, you know, I spent 20 years trying to get stuff done in, in Hollywood and trying to make a career and really didn't get to where I quote unquote wanted to be. And, you know, it's a frustrating letdown, but then you start looking at it. You start looking at it. And this is the beauty of midlife is that you're able to look at things much more clearly. And then I say, was my ladder really against the correct wall? Was I climbing the right ladder in the first place? In some, some ways, yes. And in, in most ways, no. Because it was like you were talking about before with the pop star analogy or this, you know, the, the, the famous you know, star analogy or whatever. You know, you're trying to kind of, sometimes when you're shooting for certain big lofty goals, you're trying to make up for what you think are sort of things that are missing from your life. And you're trying to do it in this grandiose way. Um, and you're also maybe living out someone else's life or the idea of what a good life is and so on. When you yourself, your soul really isn't on board with that. And you're fighting yourself the whole time, even though the ego thinks this is exactly what I need to do. This is exactly what I need to do. And, you know, there's things I, I love film. I love writing. I love story. I love mythology. And I realized over time that this stuff is more important to me than telling specific stories, particularly, you know, in movies or television shows and, and so on. I'd rather talk about those things and make, you know, make material and videos and documentaries and so on and podcasts about the, the things, about the mythology, about the ideas, about the movies than I would to make actual fiction uh, products. And I'm not saying I'm not interested in doing fiction stuff, and, you know, as time goes on. But what I realized my passion is like, you know, you know, cause I got into this really like in, in a way, like, like, you know, early on, like you did, you know, being really uh, excited about the work that Joseph Campbell was doing with mythology. And then that leads into star Wars and it leads into, you know, archetypes It leads into Jung and all that. And, you know, you kind of get back to the heart of how you got started. Okay. Cause my journey into film before I went to UCLA, before I started making shorts and working on videos and stuff was I watched PBS and I saw Bill Moyers um, in, you know, in the power of myth and uh, interviewing Joseph Campbell. It literally changed my life when I watched that series, Um, you know? And so, you know, you got to kind of get back. Sometimes you have to get back to the heart of what, why you're passionate about something and what you're passionate about, because you can easily get off track by trying to follow someone else's dream or society's idea of what's important or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Well, uh, and those can be some of the obstacles or things that, that throw you off. Like you're saying, having the wrong goal or the wrong vision yeah. or one that doesn't really fit for you. Yes. It can come from somebody else's subconscious uh, laid on you. Sure. Uh, society can say, uh, do this or also society can say, well, you shouldn't do that. Um, and maybe you should, though, for your soul, if you're rebellious or you want to um, break free and maybe contribute something new to the world. For sure. Uh, yeah. You can't really be a follower, even no, though no. it's easier and the whole world says, no, I'll just do this and get a safe degree. And uh, but maybe maybe you got to go out there and limb and do it if that's really in your thing. So you have to kind of reevaluate, you know, where you are with things. But but having having the goal that's not quite uh, the right one. And actually, you know, it may be that you don't have a vision. Um, it was switching the topic, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I know there's this book by a woman named Barbara Scher, S H E R Scher, um, called, I could do anything I want if I only knew what that was. Mm-hmm. So sometimes maybe accomplishing the goal, uh, and, and manifesting this vision, uh, that might be easier for some people than actually discovering what that vision is. Mm, mm. Uh, and that's, but then that becomes a goal. That becomes the thing. It's like, I want to have this thing uh, and then stay on track. And you've talked about, you know, vision boards and things like that and having, having a sensory or an emotional connection to the thing, something you can tap into yeah. and, and reconnect with every day, five times a day. Um, you can really, uh, it helps reinforce that, but you can always check in and say, okay, is this, you know, not to doubt yourself. You don't want to fill yourself with, with doubt and uh, second guessing yourself. But if this, you know, seems to be on track with what you want, uh, then stay on board. 
Uh, you know, some, so many times people fall short, uh, actually when, when they're on the right track, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. before reaching it. So there's, that's, there's some persistence. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you have to keep the reason to connect with that. I mean, that's even in, uh, other parts in the Bible too. Um, what's the, uh, I think in the new Testament, therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. It's you're really working on that receptivity yeah. um, to these things. Uh, like a farmer, you know, we're talking about gardening and things. If, if the soil is too hard, well, it's not going to receive the seed. Uh, if you're trying to get a point across to one of your friends, if they're too hard headed, <laughs> they're not going to receive your message. Yeah, for so sure. So we also have to be receptive because that's a great one point. of the common obstacles uh, I've seen uh, with myself and other, working with others. Um, is that you somehow think, yeah, you know, really want to do this. And I think this would be great, but no, I can't, that's not right. I can't do that. I can't, you're really kind of talking yourself out of it. You're not believing it or, well, I, I would like me, if I'm talking about this car, I'll just go back to that. I really want a new car, but I can, I can do, I can run the numbers right now and tell you, according to the numbers, I'm not getting a car this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but, but forget all that. You know, this is the receiving, you know, um, maybe not this week, and but maybe the numbers will change next week, or maybe later this week. <laughs> they, yeah, the no, numbers sure. the numbers but will change. Think about, or think about this. This is another side. I don't mean to interrupt you, but think about this. If you have the vision and you have the faith married together, oftentimes something somewhat seemingly miraculous happens. Is that you just stumble upon something, or something comes your way that you had never planned before? And this is a, a stupid example. It's, but it don't even, it's not a stupid example. It's a kind of a strange example. So I, I want to do some, uh, some, some gardening outside. And we have this area in the front of our house uh, where we're going to put some, some uh, raised bed, small, you know, small uh, planters. And, uh, but it gets a ton of really strong sun uh, in the morning. And the sun here, obviously, in, in Vegas is, is quite powerful. So what I wanted to do is get some, uh, some shade. Uh, to put to put. So I was going to get this heavy nylon shade. It's super expensive to get this stuff. It's like this high end nylon uh, fabric that, you know, can withstand sun and, and, and weather and so on that you can leave out. And, and I was trying to figure out like, how can I do this on the cheap? And I don't have the money to do this right now, blah, blah, blah. So like I had this kind of in the back of my mind, like two days later, I'm, I'm, I go to out to the dumpster to throw some stuff away. I look at, you know, and as I'm looking over to throw my, my trash in, I see these rolled up pieces of this, of this material that I need. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I literally dumpster dove, jumped in, grabbed it, pulled it out, went and washed it off and everything. And I've got these perfectly good, uh, perfectly good uh, pieces of nylon that I can use to, to cover up my, my plants so that the sun doesn't, doesn't kill them. And it turned out it was a, it was like some kind of a, pool guard or something someone had thrown away it was like a like a fence that you would put up around a pool to keep kids mm-hmm. out of it i guess or something but you know it's it, it'll work perfectly for for what i want to do the, the even the length of it and the size of it is perfect for the patio and i'm like i couldn't have ordered that up so that's and the price was right and the price was perfectly right okay. so what i'm saying is it's so interesting like if when you have the the clarity and you just kind of set it out there and you sort of hand it over to the universe. Oftentimes things will happen uh, that we weren't expecting. What happens is we gum up the works. I think sometimes by thinking to ourselves, well, I don't have this and the budget doesn't work and I don't have that. And, you know, once you kind of let that go, uh, you know, some things can oftentimes happen that you were not expecting. And that's where vision and faith need to, to come together. You know, it doesn't mean you don't need to do anything. And I'm not saying we can't take steps to make our dreams come true. And I'm not saying we can't make goals and we shouldn't work on them on a daily basis. Those things occur, those sort of synchronicities occur, you know, these these sort of felicitous events that occur and so on. They happen of their own accord. So you can't expect them. I mean, you can expect them. I shouldn't say you can't expect them, but you can't time them out. Like, oh, it's going to happen on, you know, Tuesday of next week at 7.05 a.m., you know. But if you have an expectation and a faith, oftentimes things will show up and you didn't even, you know, you didn't make the, the, you, well, you're not responsible for it. Let's just say that you're not responsible for it. Right. 
So, and that's, that's one of those interesting things that I think like, like you're talking about having a vision of a car, you know, you never know how that, that might unfold because, you know, as you, as you keep uh, connecting with that, with that, with that need and that vision, um, despite the number crunching that you're doing, that may or may not even come into play, right? Right. Well, and you have to have some plan of action. Sure. Uh, sure just sure. like you with your, your yeah, shade thing. You absolutely. know, you at least there was a clarity. Out there. Yeah, yeah. And you looked at how much mm-hmm. it costs, and then you looked at your bank account. Well, it's probably not a yeah. good thing. But you were still trying. You're and in you the didn't process. Give up, yeah. You know, no, for sure. I think we just give up. Or uh, a lot of this happens with finance um, and with health um, that I see with, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sick and if you have maybe a chronic condition, or something, it can be really hard to see yourself in the healed state. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's difficult and you have to stay on track. Um, but once you get that connection to that vision and the emotional, uh, you know, vitality that kind of energizes, because otherwise it's just a pie in the sky or it's just a wish. Yeah. yeah it gets energized uh, with, with emotion. This is the yeah, something I care about. This could change my life. I would love to you know, wake up every day and not sneeze or whatever your, you know, the condition is. Um, but we pull it back. So we'll put it out there to the universe and uh, I'm on board and I have faith in things unseen as uh, it says in Hebrews. Uh, but, but then we take it back and go, well, I can't do this because I don't have enough money or I don't have this or gosh, sure. I'm popping all the sure. time. How, you, you know, and it's hard. We get caught up, you know, daily life can keep us off our, even real actual things that we very much need to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eating and cleaning ourselves and raising our kids and feeding the dogs and, you know, all these things that we have to do. And we still do have to do them. Yeah. But, but you can, it's kind of like whistle while you work, you know, keep, keep that keep vision, that vision. check in every now and then go, yeah, yeah I know I got to do this. And it really doesn't seem like I'm getting very far or how can a lowly uh, mail room employee uh, become a CEO? Well, it's happened. Um, but you have to really see yourself sure. and try to work a plan, yeah. uh, come up with the steps, do your best, but always leave open another way, the unseen way, the way that you found that the shade, uh, in the, uh, in the trash, um, yeah, you know, yeah. but we block those off. Um, well, I, I think they're always around us. Also, I could have just as soon went, Oh, that's in the garbage. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jump in there and, and get dirty and I don't want to have to clean that off. It's too much trouble or I'm, you know, too proud to grab something out of a dumpster, something like this. And, you know, and then, it, you know what I'm saying? And you also yeah. have to be aware that sometimes things are going to come to you in, in ways that you were not expecting that might seem strange or, uh, you know, not the, the thing itself or whatever at first. So you've got to, you've always got to be aware of that vision and what you're trying to achieve and sometimes get over yourself and get over your pride. Also, that's another thing. It's like, oh, gift is coming my way, but I don't want to take it because, you know, I want it to come down this street and that's coming down that street. You know, it's like it's nonsense, right? So you you get caught up in the way that you think that it should unfold, you know, the ego. And then, you know, the universe is going, oh, here's something. Here it is right here. And you go, no, I don't want it that way. I want it a different way. It's like, what's that helicopter story you you, you, you tell about the people on top of the... So say, say that one real quick. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's one of them on faith. Okay, so uh, there's a very devout uh, person uh, whose house gets flooded. Yeah. Um, people can buy in a rowboat and say, you know, hey, jump in. You know, the floods, more rain's on the way. No, no, no. I believe the Lord will save me. <laughs> okay. Uh, flood, flood waters rise. He's at the second floor of his house. Rowboat comes by. Hey, jump in. Uh, we're saving you. There's more rain. Nope. The Lord's going to save me. And then he's finally on the roof because the water's so high. And the helicopter comes by and says, hey, grab the rope. You know, it's, you're going to be underwater. And he goes, no, thanks. The Lord's got this. I believe in the Lord. He will save me. And, of course, he doesn't get saved. He drowns. He dies. Um, <laughs> but he lived a good life. And he goes to heaven. And he approaches the Almighty and says, God, I believe in you. I thought you were going to save me. I had all this faith. And what happened? And God goes, hey. I sent you two rowboats in a helicopter. <laughs> uh, I heard your prayers. <laughs> so it, it may exactly. come in a little different way. Yeah. And, and it, a lot of times it comes, you know, this divine help um, most often comes uh, through a human form. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just be open to it. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's, that's your pathway. Maybe that's your opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and often, to do it. But oftentimes, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's just you want to balance out having a very clear vision mm-hmm. um, and having a very rigid idea of how that's going to happen. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good. Point. So yeah. it, it's 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 um it's it's difficult because you know I'm saying well I want a car and I'm looking you know Mustang seems to be the you know the price range and the you know works with the wheelchair and everything uh, that I'm looking at but okay. it, it may not it may not be a Mustang maybe it's a better car or maybe it's a different car maybe it's a car that hasn't been invented yet and somebody will tomorrow and want me to try the prototype I have no idea that's yeah um, exactly but but what what I um, I am rigid on is I have to be able to drive it I have to get my chair in the back. Um, well, and it also, it, you, you know, there's a very practical exactly. thing. You're connecting with the necessities of it, but then you're connecting with the bigger picture of it, which is it provides you, you know, the the transportation that you need to get to the things you need to get to and to, you know, to to have some, you know, some freedom to 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 take the trips that you need to to get. To, you know what I mean? And so so mm-hmm. the bigger picture is is the, the, the purpose that it's going to serve for you. But, you know, the particular vehicle, how that's going to unfold. Et cetera, et cetera. All that's you know. You've got some ideas. You've went out. You've shopped around. You've you've looked at different stuff. And you know, I know you went and checked out some different cars and things like that. And that's the mm-hmm. process of the part of the vision that you know that we can do. Um, you know, and then there's yeah, the bigger picture, right? Yeah. Sit in the car. Oh, for sure. For a test drive. Yeah, and um, that helps us define our vision. You know, whether it's a you know that. It, and this is the thing when we speak about vision too. I mean, there's 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 the there's the big, there's the bigger purpose. And then there's the kind of, you know, the sort of more mundane uh, aspects of it. Like, for example, like if I desire to have a, you know, my own piece of property and a house, you know, that represents security and it represents, you know, a place to live and it represents X, Y, Z. And, you know, but the, the whole, I mean, the, the, the particular, the particular manifestation of what, what that house is or where it is, or, you know, it's going to have certain needs for different people. What I'm saying is the, the big picture of it is, is, you know, is the, the, the sort of um, the big need and the big need is shelter, right? That's, that's the, that's the kind of like, that's the vision. The vision is shelter. And then you kind of work your way back from that and it needs to have X, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes, sometimes we start with the, you know, with the details and then we, and we, and we forget mm-hmm. the vision. And sometimes we start with the vision and then we miss the details. And it's like, it's like gotta be a combination of, of both of those things, I think, for, for you to actually start moving towards it. And that's what I'm saying. A vision, when I speak of a vision, you know, it's, um, it's also like connected to your mission, you know, what am I trying to achieve in my life in a, in a bigger way? Like I'm trying to, you know, connect with people and try to make a, a better world. And I'm trying to, you know, share, you know, love and, and happiness with others. And you know, I'm trying to, you know, you know, eliminate misery as much as I can or whatever, you know, whatever these kinds of things are. And then you can kind of like say, well, here's how I might do that. You know, I might volunteer my time. I might start a nonprofit. I might you know, start a business that helps to alleviate poverty in some fashion or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and th- those are the, those are the more of the details, but, you know, but the, the, the sort of vision is like the big picture. It's the big picture. It's like, you know, okay. Like, for example, like I want to, you know, and you might have multiple visions for your life in different areas, like in terms of your family, in terms of your career, in terms of your creative output, in terms of, your, you know, your physical health. And, you know, there's different people, different ways, different people kind of lay those things out. One, one nice way of doing it is, you know, with the, with the, with the four elements. I mean, I like to look at, you talked about the four elements last week. So you have earth, air, water, and fire, right? So you can think of earth mm-hmm. as like a material sort of physical needs. Can air is sort of mental or intellectual, you know, kind of needs. Water is more your soul, your, your creative, your kind of, you know, those sorts of needs. And then the fire might be like a, like a spiritual, you know, sort of a spiritual needs type thing. You know, you can look at those. There's a million ways you can break those things yeah. down, right? You can use the planets. You can use, you know, you can use the chakras. You can use whatever you want. Develop a model for those different areas of your life and create a vision for each one of those things. Uh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way to do it, right? 
So well, it is, and the the process, you know, is really still the same. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, be as clear as you can on what the vision is, what it means to you. Connect with how that's going to feel, um, and also then work the steps um, to get there with an openness. Yeah, that it, it may happen a different way, and this can be a big goal or a small goal. And, uh, and it can be very, very specific. Yeah. You know, say if I already had a car or two and, and then I wanted a very specific car, well, then that would be the goal. And I, w- I would, wouldn't really budge on which car it is. Mm-hmm. I would know I want a 1967 Mustang or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Th- then that becomes the clarity. Then it's, it's well, that's a specific, you know, how right? you're going to get it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or you, the example, great one you gave on um, if you have a mission, a uh, purpose, a life purpose that you want to alleviate suffering and help other people and uh, share a little love and bring uh, some more light into this world yeah. that needs it. If that's really what you want, uh, that you could be, like you said, a nonprofit, uh, you could teach meditation, you could be a spiritual leader, exactly. you could be a politician maybe. Sure. Um, who sure. knows? I mean, it, it could it come, could, you yeah. might be able to satisfy that goal in a way you never saw yourself. Yeah, and that's my point that I was talking about earlier when I was saying, you know, you, those the the vision needs to line up with kind of who you are in your particular circumstances, your level of education, where you find yourself, what you're good at, what you're not so good at, you know, being honest about those things and then lining those up with your purpose so that those two things are in alignment. Do you know what I mean? Instead, yeah, and be open to an unexpected yes, uh, role exactly. that you might play. You exactly. might put on a hat that you really didn't know, but yeah. You would, I'm sure, soon, if it's the right one, you would soon find out that, yes, this is working. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, always have that openness. Openness um, is a huge thing. And the other thing, too, is like, a, a, you know, we talked about this idea of suspension of disbelief. When we go into the movies, you know, we we agree to sort of believe in the story that's being presented to us. And that's part of the fun of watching a movie, right, or watching a television show. You know, this is the world they've created. And even though... These things seem like a physical impossibility. I buy into it. In some ways, you need to go into your vision with a suspension of disbelief because like you're gonna, all these nagging things are going to come up when you start sitting. Like you sit down, you take 10 minutes to, to kind of meditate on or just think about or just sort of ruminate on, let your mind sort of fantasize about what, is a, what does my life look like in a perfect world. Immediately when you start to see things, and you've used this example before, it's like, okay, I imagine that I'm going to have this this great car, for example, whatever it might be, and and you know, and then uh, like two like two seconds later, somebody's smashing into my car or scratching it or you know you know keying it or something, and you know, mm-hmm. so our mind will play tricks on us too. It'll it'll be like we're creating this ideal world. It may or you know, the, an ideal is just that. It's an ideal. It's something you move towards, like a Greek statue. You know, it's an ideal of beauty. It's an ideal. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're going to actually, that ever is going to manifest itself. But this, that's the beauty of the vision is that, you know, it keeps you kind of moving forward. You know, it keeps you, it keeps you expanding outward in a positive way. And I don't mean acquiring more and more and more and, you know, and, and just like having a constant hunger to, for, for, for success. I'm talking about creativity and i'm talking about love and i'm talking about compassion and i am you know you know some physical goals as well but you know oftentimes when we're making these goals of of physical wealth and stuff what we're really looking for is something else we're looking for happiness we're looking for peace of mind we're looking for security we're looking for you know love those things are corollaries to 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 physical wealth if if you know if if they're there at all you know, they don't, there's no, there's no, I don't want to say correlate, let me say that they're like a, kind of a byproduct or something that, you know, is something, if they're different things, that's what I'm trying to say, I guess. They're different things. So, you know, just because you have money does not mean you're going to be happy. Or just because you don't have money does not mean that you're going to be, you know, miserable. Um, you know, th- those two things can happen. I mean, you can have money and you can be happy. You can have money or have no money and be miserable. The, the well, just be realistic is, on how what money is going to operate in your exactly. life. Exactly. If you get a, you know, think one, you got a fancy car, and then yeah. I'll drive down the neighborhood, and all the girls are, ooh, they'll want to get in the car, and then I'll be loved. That may not be it. If you want a nice car yeah. and enjoy it, enjoy it, and then people will feed off your enjoyment. That will be way more attractive to somebody else than your car will. Sure. Um, or, you know, and, no, go ahead. 
Oh, well, and, and the same thing, even just, you know, with money, it's, it won't buy happiness, but if it can lift you out of a state of stuckness and afford you some opportunities to do things, um, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that would be a reason to, to want to have um, more money to experience things, to do more, to travel, to enrich your life. And a lot of those, you know, we live in a material world. Those things um, do take money. And it, but it's those things that will make you happy, not the money itself. Exactly. You may that need was, it to be able to do point. the things. You yes. may or you may not, though, also. And that's the thing we have to remember, too. Oftentimes we get caught up in thinking, the only way I can do this is if I have a pile of money. And sometimes that itself can be inhibiting, too, you know? And then that's where I'm saying, like, sometimes you've got to, and I, you know, you've got to go in with a suspension of disbelief and just say, okay, here is my vision of what I, what I see and where I want to go and so on. And I, and I kind of have to let go of the way that I think that that's going to occur. Yes. I'll take my steps and I'll do the work and I'll, and I'll create my, my goals along the way and, you know, do the day-to-day stuff to get there. But in, in the same way, like that, you know, like I just kind of found that, that netting that I needed, the nylon netting, you know, stuff pops up and you realize, oh, you know, I don't necessarily need, you know, this input to receive, to receive this uh, result. Sometimes things have their own way of working things out too. And that, that's the interesting thing because then you get into a different way of thinking like, and you can ask yourself different questions too. You can say, you know, how could I make this happen in the circumstances I'm in right now? Not 20 years from now, if I am able to save by my own work, you know, $500,000, but how could I start this thing right now and get and plant some seeds to make this happen? You know, or what could I do to start, you know, maybe, reach out to the community and find like-minded people who want to do the same thing and form some kind of coalition or team to make that happen. Things like that. You know what I mean? Where you step out of the paradigm of money equals freedom, money equals happiness. And again, I'm not trying to knock our system. I'm not trying to knock money per se, you know, but this relentless pursuit of, of, of stuff has gotten us into a lot of trouble. I think we could all agree on that. And it doesn't make us happier most of the time. It's a hole that, that is like you fill it and it, it doesn't fill. You try to fill it. It just gets deeper and deeper, like these desires for stuff. You know, and that's part of human nature, you know, chasing after, chasing after stuff, chasing after experiences, chasing after this or that thing. You know, in the, in the end, we realize that ultimately it's unsatisfying. The satisfaction comes within. You know, you make up your mind to to feel, you know, to feel joy in the moment, in the now, in the now, you know, and you feel the universe feeding you and God feeding you and, you know, and, and, and the, you know, you look at that tree and you realize, you know, wow, that, that's, that beauty is something that I could not create and I can just experience it for free. These kinds of things, you know, you know, again, the material stuff, you got those goals I mean, go for it, do your, do your, do your thing, but also think about like, how can I achieve those things in ways that, that maybe, are, are new or different or, or creative ways of doing it, you know, and th- things like that. I'm just saying, ex- well, there's small, expand, right. You can expand. You know, there, there are small steps. If, you know, if you want to travel and go to uh, say like Yosemite, 